Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your confidence coach, specializing in communication and personal transformation. I practice this through feng shui and organization, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and all that spirituality woo-woo. My mission in life and goal with this podcast is to help you achieve total freedom and optimize your life by building confidence within your mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, but rather something that you learn. And with confidence, personal, time, and financial freedom are already manifesting deep within you. So if you love personal development, spirituality, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, confident soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey. I feel very inspired for today's episode while I was playing with my son. We have so much fun together and I feel so blessed and honored that I get to have that special time with him every day because I work from home. So I get to be with him throughout the day and that's truly a blessing. Every morning I wake up and I have my meditation and I do other forms of self-care, like really whatever calls to me in that moment, like journaling, stretches, contemplation, or reading. I do these tasks until Noah wakes up. Then he goes pee on the potty and we make celery juice together and then we just hang out. We play with blocks and build stuff or we watch the magic school bus. Man, I love that show. Did you ever watch that show growing up? They have this new one now that I really like it. Um, it's a little bit more science-y and Lily Tomlin, the voice of Miss Frizzle, is still in it. Um, but she has her younger sister taking over the class. So yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> um, but me and Noah, we either we, we also play music together. We play with other toys. Noah really likes to play with his harmonica. He's just such a sweet boy, and I really enjoy that time with him. I learn a lot from my son, whether that can be learned from him directly from something he did, or I learn because of the bigger picture when I take a step back and observe myself as a mother. So I dedicate this to all of the parents out there that are struggling, feeling buried, and can't see the light. I truly believe that there is a valuable lesson hidden in every obstacle, a moment for growth and opportunity to expand. I also dedicate this to anyone who has wondered what it's like to have children. These lessons I've learned are are obviously through my own experience, but I think a lot of people can relate to them. So let us dive in. Lesson number one, parenthood flexes your faith muscles. Fostering faith is one of my five principles of confidence. Part of being confident is having tremendous, undying faith in yourself. Building that strong, trusting bond upon an unshakable foundation. Parenthood stretches you and it's going to test you. 
It's kind of like the ultimate test because you can't give up on your children. Like you just can't. You can give up on yourself, arguably. I mean, you shouldn't. You absolutely should not. But you can. And I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling of giving up on yourself. But you can't give up on your kids. You just can't. Having faith in the process and being able to maintain your vision to get past troubling phases is sometimes the only thing that you have to grasp onto. It's knowing that you have this deep, fulfilling purpose that makes it all worth it. When your baby isn't sleeping at night, when your breasts hurt because you almost got mastitis. Yeah, that actually happened to me, by the way. And let me tell you, it fucking sucks. I had I had to have my sister-in-law, who's an RMT, she had to massage, massage my breasts to unclog the milk duct because mastitis happens from a clogged milk duct and, and uh, milk not coming through. So it, I don't know, something bad and an infection happens, I guess. So my sister-in-law, RMT, had to massage my breast to unclog a milk duct, and that was just a horrifying experience. It was so painful. But anyways, <laughs> it's when your kid throws up on you for the 27th time, when they screech and throw things and have tamper tantrums, and they're crying, and you have no idea what they want because they don't know how to tell you that yet. When you haven't rested or taken care of yourself, my goodness. Maintaining a vision for when this phase will be over. This helps you foster faith because it teaches you patience. Fuck, before having Noah, I was so impatient. I was quick to react and wear my automatic emotions on my sleeve. But I'm not like that anymore. I give myself time to process what is really going on and therefore respond to situations instead of react to them. And this is faith. I carry it through other areas of my life. Practicing faith in one area of your life does not limit you to that area alone. When you have faith, you just simply do. And when you practice using faith in one thing, it's amazing how you utilize that faith muscle elsewhere. If you're a parent and can relate to what I'm saying, think about that purpose you feel from your children and how that purpose fuels a vision for you. How different would your life look if you applied having a sense of purpose to to everything that you do? Would it change the faith you have in yourself? If you knew that you would come out on top no matter what obstacles came in your way, Number two, you can always connect with and heal your inner child. I love this one. Being around children helps you tap into that inner child of yourself. Think of time as being non-linear for a second. So it doesn't have like point A to point B. Our bodies may be on this linear 3D physical dimension or plane, but our spirits or souls are quantum in nature. They don't they don't follow a point A to point B. You always have an inner child, a mother, a father, a wild woman or man or a crone or a grandfather inside of you. 
In some stages of your life, you experience the dominant archetype as like the umbrella for that specific phase. Like when you're a child, you obviously live through your inner child. But that's not to say that children don't have wisdom in them too, which you would get from the crone or the grandfather type of thing. So you always have these these parts of you in your life. But because because your soul is quantum, you can really tap into any of these parts of you at any time. I think the inner child is a special archetype. Specifically when, when we think of how our mind works. Until the age of about seven, you are a walking unconscious mind. You don't have a conscious mind. The conscious mind is where you process logic and begin to think for yourself. The unconscious mind is really absorbent. It takes in everything and doesn't use logic as a filter to process anything. Everything is just truth. And this is how children see the world. And this is why children are so easily influenced by who they spend their time with. Children are also very easily imprinted before the age of seven. They learn so much about the world and just take everything as truth, even if it isn't. We live in a society where there are so many adults walking around with a wounded inner child. Countries are run by men looking to prove their dominance because their inner child in them is screaming to be seen, heard, and held. This is a problem. We say things like, oh, children are resilient, they bounce back, they won't remember this, but that's not true. Children are deeply affected by their environment and this imprints the programming in their mind. This is part of the reason why we have so many adults struggling with addiction, mental health, and overactive egos. It's because they are living through programming that they received as a child. But we can reverse this. We can always tap into our inner child and heal those hurt and neglected parts of ourselves. And spending time with children can influence you to find that inner child with yourself and play with it. Love that inner child. Coddle it with attention, devotion, and unconditional love. And I should put this disclaimer here Disclaimer here that when you go to, to play with a child, don't approach it with, oh, this child is going to heal me or like, Put all of the responsibility on the child because that can create an unhealthy dynamic. But just make a, maybe make a note to yourself that, okay, I'm going to go play with my son or my daughter right now. And I'm really going to use this time to tap into that inner child within myself. And this leads me to my next lesson. Number three, play is how you connect with your inner child. And it's a beautiful balance between rest and creativity. I think as we progress through adolescence and become teenagers, it becomes sort of taboo to use the word play. Like when we were kids, we would say, I'm going to go over to Jessica's house to play, or I want to have a play date with Jessica, or do you want to come over and play? But then at some point, play becomes this word that we outgrow and maybe begin to associate a sexuality with it. But why does it have to be that way? I like to have friends over to play, but we don't call it that anymore. We call it hanging out. And play is so important. Play is how we rest when it's play that aligns with us. So for example, I find it restful to play cards or color pictures or go for walks. I don't find it restful to play hockey (laughs) or other contact sports. That is not restful for me. But play also helps us tap into our creativity. 
even if it's not in the moment. Creativity is also like a muscle. Playing helps you practice using that muscle. There's something so interesting that happens when you play. Like when you truly immerse yourself in the playing process, it's it's like a beautiful dance between discovering discovering something and creation. And when it comes a time for you to actually be creative on demand, like maybe in your work, you are more able to and it flows out of you more naturally. Number four, the last lesson. Most problems can be solved with naps and glucose. (laughs) Kids are funny and kind of predictable. I can always tell when Noah hasn't eaten in more than 90 minutes because he starts to get cranky. Our bodies mostly run on glucose, and I'm not talking about processed sugar, like that shit's garbage. I mean real glucose that comes from whole foods like fruit, raw unpasteurized honey, and complex carbohydrates. Yeah, we need other nutrients too, but glucose is the most important one because it's the energy that your body needs Uh, that your body needs to function, particularly your brain, your liver, and your thyroid. If blood sugar drops too much in our bodies, we don't function the way we are meant to, and we start to pull resources from other parts of the body, and that's kind of works like a band-aid. We start to get our energy from norepinephrine, which is the adrenaline hormone, and the quality of energy is not the same because our energy is coming from a place of fight, flight, or freeze. Instead of nourishment, I suppose. So I always know that I need to give Noah some glucose when he starts to get cranky. And it reminds me that I function the same way. Whenever Noah starts um, starts to get cranky, I think, when did he last eat? When did I last eat? The more aware of my energetic needs, or I'm more aware of my energetic needs because I see the exaggerated effect that it has on Noah. Noah doesn't know how to effectively communicate that he's hungry, so he gets cranky and demanding. So it's a reflection for me because I'm like, am I feeling cranky, demanding, or out of whack? Maybe I need some glucose too. And naps. Ah, ha, ha, for the love of naps. Sometimes the person just needs to take a nap and rest. Noah's lucky. He gets to have a nap one to two times per day. Like, how sweet is that? I wish I got to have naps that often without feeling guilty about it. If you're familiar with human design, I am a projector by design, and that means my energy levels are already quite low compared to most of the rest of the population. So I have to be incredibly mindful of where, of to where I devote my energy. But naps. If I could have guilt-free naps every day, well, I'd be living my best life. But there are only so many hours in the day, and sometimes the naps aren't attainable. But every now and again, usually around my menstrual phase in my cycle, I succumb to the naps. And we all need extra naps sometimes. And you need to listen to your body. With Noah, everything comes with my intuitive reading of his body language. I have to pay attention to when he yawns, when his eyes are heavy, when he drags himself walking, because he is certainly not going to tell me when he's tired. He wants to play. But as the mother, I have to be in tune with him so I know when he's ready for a nap. And it's the same with me. I check in by thinking, am I putting out good work? Do I feel motivated? Do I have energy? Or am I feeling very low on energy? 
cranky, uninspired, sleepy, then I probably need a nap. And that's okay. I need to rest when my body asks for it. I wouldn't dare skip Noah's nap. Oh, no, 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 no. That would be horrifying because I would have like the worst toddler ever to deal with. Like who can relate to that? I should not treat myself any differently. No, I don't need two naps a day, so to speak, but pay attention to my body needs to rest. These lessons that Noah has taught me truly build my confidence. Faith is a huge one. Confidence is having faith in yourself. Tapping into your inner child and playing are so healing and we strengthen the relationship with ourselves when we consciously tune into the part of our spirit and acknowledge that, hey, I'm still here and caring for your energy. You don't succeed by working until you're burnt out. Well, maybe you can succeed, but you're going to hurt yourself in the process. Children are so wise and often offer profound insight. How often do you listen? I believe there is there is so much to learn from children because they have a stronger memory of the spirit world since they were last there more recently than you. They have wild imaginations that haven't been trampled on with societal conditioning. Think about it. Babies don't have societal conditioning. They're just they're just here and they're just truth wrapped up into a Adorable little bundle of tiny human. Tune into your inner child. Is that inner child happy, excited, passionate, enthusiastic, and unafraid? Or is your inner child scared, unimaginative, or unloved and seeking attention? So play, take the naps, eat the fruit. Allow yourself to relax through play. Discover and create something new. Tap into that inner child and use your adult body. Because hey, as as adults, we are more free to do what we want because we know how to do it safely, like cooking. Noah always wants to help me cook, but he's limited in his little toddler form. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, um... I love ta- I love talking about inner child work and I I can I have the intention to talk about it more but I really enjoyed introducing it um in this platform. So thank you so much for listening and I look forward to connecting on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing, a small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode.